There is more going on than you know. There are unseen universal forces at work. The law of attraction is just one universal law that plays a part in shaping your reality. But there's so much more to know. If you knew how to engage all the universal forces, you could deliberately create the life of your dreams. Joshua, a group of non-physical teachers, explains the laws of the universe and how the mechanisms of physical reality actually work. They are channeled by Gary Temple Bodley, and each week, Gary and a group of students discuss how they are affecting and enhancing their lives every single day. This is the expansion of the Law of Attraction. This is the teachings of Joshua Roundtable. We're thrilled you're here. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Roundtable. I'm your host, Gary Temple Bodley. With me today is David Strickle. David, as you know, channels the stream. And today we're going to talk about emotional energy. Like, you know, is there a thing, emotional energy? I guess we get worn down at the end of the day from all this stuff that we go through, all these manifestation events that happen going up and down the spiral. And at the end of the day, we seem to be exhausted sometimes by all the emotional stuff going up. Well, is there a way to increase your emotional stamina so that you'll have more emotional energy throughout the day? Kirk asked this question, and today we're going to hear Joshua's take on that, and the stream's take on that, and our take on that. We're going to have a lot of fun. So thank you for being here. David, thank you for being here. I always love being here. Thank you so much, Gary. Cool. These things are fun, aren't they? All right. So what's going on in your life? In my life? Yeah. What's happening? Uh, I'm living in the desert in 110, 120 degree days in summer and loving it for the most part. Uh, I'm a workout fanatic right now. And in fact, I didn't purposely wear a tank top on here, but I'm just from the gym. So <laughs> definitely turning into a workout fanatic at 51. I feel like I've got the best body of my life and I feel better than I've ever felt. And You're that's going to be part of my input on in all of this when we get into it a little bit too. Is feeling good helps you be up to spiral and helps you be connected because you feel good. Absolutely. It all, if you were to uh, synthesize all these teachings, the number one thing is to feel good so that you can remain up the spiral or in alignment, whatever. That's your work is to feel good. And definitely going to the gym helps us all feel good. Uh, eating the way that works for you. And, you know, your before and after pic pictures are amazing. Thank you. Yeah. It's really, really inspiring. So I'm on that sort of thing too. And what I found was, you know, Joshua has a book called The Joshua Diet. And in that book, it's more about being in alignment, being up the spiral, and then taking guidance or taking inspiration from there that will do what's best for your body. You know, so certainly there's this momentum in everything we do. There's a momentum of going to the gym and then going every day or going on walks and going every day or you know, succumbing to not going on walks or not eating right. But when you primarily focus on feeling good, then in that alignment, you'll be guided towards the right foods for you and the right lifestyle and behavior and things like that for you. And so what I've really come into is a whole combination of going to the gym, intermittent fasting. I love to cook, so we eat normal meals at night, but we don't eat past eight. Try not to eat anything sugary. And I am really into sleeping well and getting 
And I'm starting to sleep better than I've ever slept in my life, which is totally amazing at age 56. Yeah, well, you know, when you eliminate stress, and we can all do that, if if you're, you know, TYA, trusting your abundance, if you're trusting, there's nothing less to stress about. So if you're not stressing, then you can sleep. Yeah, absolutely. When you've got this, you know, chattery mind that you're worried about something, and you've got that active vibration of something that's uh, uneasy about you, that's what keeps you up at night. And when you eliminate that stuff from your life, then sleeping isn't an issue. Well, it's interesting about stress because stress is totally self-imposed. There is no real stress if you have the proper perspective. If you are thinking things are happening to you and acting like a victim, you're going to be stressed out like a rat being chased by a cat. Constant, you know, that, that irrational fear, how am I going to pay for my bills? You know, how come my mate is not treating me the way I want to be treated? How come I'm not getting my desires? That's constant stress. When you let go of all that stuff, trust in your abundance, trust that you're here to create this life. You can create anything you want, but that starts with creating your own alignment, you know, and feeling good and seeing things from the higher perspective and putting things into true perspective, you know, instead of worrying about this irrational fear. A big thing that we're getting out of the boot camp here, <clears throat> this is my fourth boot camp. I'm seeing newer, new stuff all the time, which is amazing to me. But one of it is that you have to look at your past and understand that everything in your past has brought you here right now. And so all of it was a was this ex- these set of experiences that you had to go through to get where you are now. So all of it was perfect. In the moment, we're having this fun conversation and we're connected spiritually in this moment and everything's perfect in this moment. Got a roof over my head, not hungry, everything's great, right? There is nothing wrong, the moment is perfect. And so now we have to trust that the future is gonna unfold perfectly too. If the past has all been perfect, if the present moment's perfect, if each and every moment's perfect, then the future has to be perfect. So we can stop worrying about the future, stop stressing and stop trying to make things happen on our own and just have faith that it's all coming. You know, I feel, and it's not just because, I mean, I've got myself to this vibration, which allows me to channel the way that I do. And I know you're very aware of, of that process. I feel so pampered by the universe. I do. I just know that, you know, I, I've gone through periods in my life where, you know, my bank account has gone down to negative and I've looked around and realized, wait, I, I let that happen because I wasn't aligned with having money, but I've got everything happening in my life. I had the roof over my head. The electricity was on. The nice car was in the driveway, food on the table, you know, things to, there's, it, it, the universe provides and I'm not afraid anymore of that. Like yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll let myself get really low financially knowing that, that the ride back up is such a thrill because I'm always going to have everything that I want to need. And I trust the universe to just always take care of me. And everybody thinks that they need this, this big pile of money and you can manifest it. Absolutely. But that, that's a misnomer. When you think you need the pile of money as a safety net and security, you don't. Yeah. I love kind of living on this edge because I trust the damn universe so yeah. much to just give me what I need in the form of friends, romantic interests, health, you know, just day-to-day living everything that I want. And, and, and when you're in that high state of trust, there's no space for fear. There's no space for doubt. There's no space for stress because you just keep yourself there in that high state of trust. 
And now I've gotten to the point where I keep that vibe so high all the time that any little down the spiral moment is very uncomfortable. Yeah. And I, when people go through my boot camp, we, we, we go through that. Usually three or four weeks into my boot camp, and it takes about 12 weeks for them to go through mine. They, they start saying, God, I got I went DTS the other day. And it was awful. It's terrible. I just I need to talk to you right now. And I just laugh. And I said, you know, you realize that you used to be like this all the time, but now you're flying first class constantly. And when you go DTS down the spiral, you're sitting in coach again. And it sucks. <laughs> but back when you were in coach all the time, you didn't care because that was yeah. your natural state. And now that you're used to being up in a state of joy, that little bit of DTS sucks. And that's a nice thing because that's your warning sign from the universe that you're out of alignment. And this is absolutely, yeah, this is absolutely what we have noticed too, is the side effect to our boot camp is that you're going to be feeling so much better all the time that when you feel negative motion, you're really going to notice it and it's going to sting like hell. And that's a good thing. You want to notice negative emotion so that you don't have to wait for a manifestation event to occur in your reality. You can get the benefit of that from the first negative thought and you can do that work process those limiting beliefs and get back into alignment before it has to become a full-blown manifestation event or before it goes into your body and starts to become a chronic issue. Yeah. And that's what we don't want. You know, we don't want to let that stuff linger and then have it turn into a health problem because it doesn't matter how much money you have and healthcare you have and all of that. It just sucks to have a health problem. With these guys. Yeah. It's so complicated. All these chronic conditions that we see these people having now are because they're ignoring this negative emotion, they're ignoring their limiting beliefs, they're not doing the work, they're letting this, these limiting beliefs grow stronger with momentum, and then eventually they become chronic physical conditions. Once it gets into the body, then, I mean, it's hard to, to feel good when you have some chronic condition in the body. And, and so there's that momentum, which we wanna reverse right now and stop that. But as kids, we were, we were totally affected by negative emotion. We were screaming and crying, you know, and then I guess we're starting to get that taught out of us, programmed out of us, so that we become numb to negative emotion, but that's our guidance. We really want to feel bad when we are thinking resistant thoughts so we can notice it, catch it right there. Yeah, it's so interesting how this this plays out, you know, and it's just this, con this, this con consistent theme through all these teachings is don't be afraid of your negative emotion. Uh, understand that that's your guidance and be aware of it and appreciate it for the messages that it contains. Yeah, that's something the stream has come up with that recently. And I, I've gone through an event in my life recently that took me down a little bit. And the message I got from them is that I, I'm to a point now in my work where I can lean into the pain. Lean into it, enjoy it, appreciate it. And when you enjoy it and appreciate it, you get out of it so much faster. And then you're down there in the muck and you're like, God, this is wonderful pain. Yeah. I'm getting such clarity from this. And I really know that I don't want this direction that I'm heading. I want something else. And as long as I do the work to trust the universe that I, I mean, remember I'm pampered by the universe. I, I love thinking that these days, no matter what the universe has its arms wrapped around me and I'm always going to get everything that I want to need. Yeah. Even if it, appear that way in the moment, I know I'm going to down the road, look back and realize it was exactly what I needed. And this is the clarity that comes from doing this work is understanding how, what, how everything's working. The clarity is the superpower that we all want. You know, we don't want to fly. We don't want to be 
have a million dollars in the bank. We really want that clarity and that understanding of how you're being guided in every step. Once you get to that point, your life just absolutely changes. And, and all of this is talking about this emotional energy. You don't get drained when you can feel those negative emotions as they come on as thoughts and do that work right away. You'll stay up the spiral or in alignment without having to be dragged down and worn out by all the things you think are wrong and all the people you think are wrong and all the things you think about you are wrong. That can be completely wiped out. And seriously, if your life didn't change at all, but now you didn't face all these you know, events where you thought were wrong, you would live this wonderful, abundant, free, happy, enjoyable, love-based life. It would be amazing. What you really want is to get over these negative emotions, get a better understanding of them, and then be freed of that stress and that uh, suffering that you go through by not really understanding what's happening. Very cool. All right, so let's get into Kirk's question. I'll read the question. You want to go first or you want Joshua to go first? Uh, go ahead. Okay. All right. Hello, Joshua. My name is Kirk, and I appreciate all that you do with spreading profound wisdom on this podcast. I'm still new to the teachings and know that we are to remain in a high vibrational state of being at all times. My question is, we as human beings only have so much emotional energy each day. How can we increase our emotional state of being? Example, a distant runner increasing his or her endurance. I deal with this each day, constantly learning new things, and by the end of the day, sometimes midday, I'm just exhausted or mentally just not able to think straight and not able to study or work on things uh, that I need to be working on in order to improve my current situation. Thanks so much, Kirk. All right. So <clears throat> this is, you know, we all get exhausted at the end of the day. That exhaustion isn't from physical labor. We're not out in the fields picking cotton. This is emotional kind of uh, exhaustion that we're going through, you know? And how do we maintain that? And I've been noticing lately, I've, I can do this conversation we're having here at noon my time, full of energy. I could do it at six, night, six o'clock at night, full of energy. As long as I'm engaged in something I'm passionate about, that energy is naturally coming to me. You know, it's like it's flowing from the universe. I don't think it, you know, is it food? No. Is it rest? Not really. It's, it's being alive and being charged up with what you're doing, you know, and staying in this alignment. That's where the energy comes from. When you're out of alignment, it feels like you're drained of energy. Yeah. Well, and, you know, again, it's, it's all these things kind of swirl together. Because if you're emotionally down and drained, then, yeah, it's going to be really a lot of work to get up. If you've got these triggers that, that are pulling you down that you haven't cleaned up, that's something else to deal with. And then if physically, and the physical is a big, big part of it. But usually if we're, we're out of alignment emotionally, then the physical is going to follow that because we're not taking care of ourselves. We're not valuing ourselves. We're not loving ourselves. And your body reflects how you feel about you. And, and then you're soothing your disconnection usually with something that you're going to partake in, whether it's alcohol or drugs or food or or whatever. And it's so funny how, how demonized drug users are, but we don't demonize people that are addicted to sugar. Yeah. You know, and I've been addicted to sugar in my life. Good God, that was as bad as any drug you could be on for sure. And you saw what I looked like at 41. I was a carboholic. 
Yeah. I was 300 pounds and I felt horrible all the time. And I, I couldn't possibly do this work looking like that and feeling like that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it is funny how, well, that's all momentum too. You know, if you get into this habit of going outside, controlling how you feel by outside conditions, it could be alcohol or food or drugs or whatever. It's all the same thing. It could be gossip, you know. It could just be being honorary. could be your drug of choice. It could be watching the news. You know, that's, that's the thing people get into a lot. It could be, get, you know, used to maybe distracting the own fears you feel by the fears of other people by watching the news. All of that stuff. When you get into alignment and you start to feel good, you built on that momentum of love and you tend towards other activities that help you feel good as well. And then that, the more often you're in alignment, the better you feel, and it just gets that momentum going. Yeah. All right, so here's what uh, Joshua has to say. Dear Kirk, emotional energy comes from alignment. The lack of energy you feel comes from resistance. Without resistance, you would have more than enough energy for the day. However, you live in a world with lots of things going on in your reality. If you would like to gain more energy, then you must find a way to ease your resistance and find your alignment more of the time. Well, that's absolutely true. Down the spiral is exhausting. Up the spiral, full of energy. So where's this energy coming from? Non-resistance, I guess, right? You're naturally full of energy until you have a resistant moment or manifestation of energy. Yeah, going I mean, on. everybody has those, you know, the, the, the polarity, we talk about polarity dragging you up and down the spiral, and we talk about it in terms of polarity is going to drag you down sometimes no matter what. Yeah. Sometimes polarity is just going to pull you up. Yeah. And, and we have those up moments. It's kind of like the universe is giving you that little, all right, you know, we know that your life's a hot mess right now, but we're going to pull your ass up the spiral whether you like it or not, and we're going to give you this little blip. What are you going to do with it? Yeah. Are you going to savor it and enjoy it and think, gosh, I want to be up here more often? Or are you just going to let it slide and turn your thoughts right back to what you don't want and take your butt right back down that spiral, which a lot of people do that. I used to do that. Sure. Absolutely. I used to do it too. So, so the energy comes from, let's just say it's source energy and it's in every cell in our body. And so all the cells in our body are seeking and finding well-being and are full of energy. And that gives us full of energy too. But then when we're resistant to something, when we think anything is wrong or anything is not happening as it should be happening, then that get, brings in emotional discord and a little bit of inner conflict there. And it's no problem if you clean it up quickly but if you demand that that thing should be different than it is, then you're going to let that negative emotion linger and that'll take you away from this natural energy and you're going to feel exhausted. If you have a fight with somebody, you're going to feel really bad for the whole day. You're going to fall asleep and the next day you're going to feel less resistant because the sleep period seems to clear up that resistance unless you wake up with those same thoughts. And then you can go right back into resistance again. There's something about the sleep that's not resting the body. It's resting the resistance that's going on. It's like processing that resistance out of us. All right. Imagine if you lived in a natural world free from the distractions and fear that is omnipotent or omnipresent. Sorry, omnipresent in your society. In a natural world, 
you would live as the authentic version of yourself. You would not simply abide by your fears. You would not just succumb to fear. You would naturally maintain your state of alignment. And at the moment you encountered negative emotion, you would stop and process it. Why do I feel this awful feeling right now? What am I thinking about? What is the fear and negative emotion telling me? It's telling me that I have adopted a limited perspective and that a limiting belief has been triggered. I will now identify that limiting belief, find evidence that is false and prove to myself that is not necessary for me to let it dwell within me any longer. I can release this limitation and return to my natural state of being. Is that what you do now? Probably not. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, <clears throat> I have this conversation with people all the time when they're in a relationship and one person is feeling fear, they want to change the other person because the other person may have done something that caused them to feel fear. And so they receive urges to, to change that person. Now, if you're aligned and if you're, you know, solid in your basis of love, you can see what's happening to them. And you just know, okay, they're upset right now from some fear, some limiting beliefs that's been triggered. I don't have to react to them. And so I can just maintain my alignment and let their fear fade away. But what normally happens is someone attacks you in an argument and you defend yourself. And in that defense, you're doing it from a low emotional state of being and you add fear and it just goes back and off, back and forth. And the fear just ramps up and gets bigger and bigger and bigger. They'll find you have a blood and then you have to walk away, you know, or something. Yeah, I just had a situation like that. Not like somebody wanted to argue with me about something and I didn't argue. I just sat there. It was in a restaurant too. Uh -huh. and, uh, and he was really annoyed by something. And, and it was sort of an expectation that because I do, he's a friend I haven't seen in a while. And because I do what I do, I was living this perfect life with no problems. And he was really down the spiral about me having this romantic problem in my life. It really shocked him that I had this problem. And I said, well, being in alignment doesn't make all your problems go away. We're always going to go down and, and manifest something. And I know I have the tools to go up and, and, and make it better for sure. But I'm, you know, I was really surprised. And he just really sort of went off about it. And I didn't engage. I just said, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I probably am, you know, too hung up on this person. You're right. I am. You're right. <laughs> he didn't know where to go with that. It's like, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you about it. I, I, I'm still a human being and I still have human emotions and I still am type A. So there's times that I want to pick up the hammer and start hammering away and make something happen. And even though I know I can't make somebody move as fast as I want to move into something, which is what was happening. Yeah. And I, I get it, but you know, let me be a human and, and screw up sometimes because it's a, the, the, I'm leaning into the pain here. I'm learning from it and I'm going back up my spiral and in general, my life is amazing. Let me have this one problem. You know, it's okay. So it was like this, this super expectation. And I, even in my work, I don't ever put out there that I'm, you know, this perfect enlightened guru that has no problem. I'll talk about my problems all the time, you know, just because I want to be very clear that we're all human and, and having problems and going down the spiral and, and being in a state of less than joy is part of this. Absolutely. And this is the, the, sort of the bullshit about gurus, you know, in the 90s and 2000s is that they were all showing this perfect life that was complete bullshit, right? 
And so it makes you think that, oh, I can't be a special leader and teacher until I have everything worked out perfectly. That's not how it works at all. We are, we are teaching and living lives and learning through how we live life. And, and that will um, allow us to see what's happening to other people, you know, to yeah. see. They're well, going I realize now there's a lot of times that I'll manifest an obstacle and I'll solve it. And then suddenly I manifest the person into my boot camp that needs the tools to solve that very obstacle. It's perfect. It, it always is. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Let's go into the next one. You receive a negative thought or an event occurs in your reality and you think it's wrong. You receive negative emotion as a sign of your resistance. Do you stop and discover the limiting belief that has been triggered or do you carry one, carry on ignoring the negative thought and protesting that the event is wrong? In this reality, there is no wrong. You can only perceive something is wrong from a limited perspective. You must not accept that anything is wrong. This is your limited self trying to control the conditions. It's resistant. If you ignore your negative emotion, if you do not discover and process your limiting belief, you will sink into lower and lower emotional states of being and this will drain your energy. By the end of the day, you'll be emotionally exhausted. However, when you sleep, you'll recover from your emotional exhaustion, and as you wake, you'll re regain your energy. That is, until the first negative thought enters your mind, and the process starts all over again. So, we always talk about this, people being attached to their limitations. That attachment is so strong, and I don't understand it so much, but people will argue that, no, I can't do this because of this and this. You know, well, it's just so prevalent in our society. It's a high vibration. It's not a high vibration, but it's a yeah. very active vibration in current day society. And it's created to control us. Yes. You get into this lane. You know, that's where the middle class came from, right? You're middle class. So you're going to go to this, get this education and you're going to get this kind of job and you're going to pay this taxes and you're going to not question anything. So we can all have everything that we want, but we're going to create this opportunity for you all to get to this level and you should just be happy that you can get yourselves there. Yeah. And, and we're going to tell you exactly how to live. And people are living like sheep all over the world because they've bought into this middle-class bullshit. Well, what's interesting in schools, schools are taught by people in the middle class, you know, and this whole repetition of this control over them is created by people who have been controlled. You know, it's not like this. I, in the eighth grade, they gave us an aptitude test and I was dyslexic. I was not a great student, but I was a smart person and I always knew that I was. My aptitude test said that I was supposed to be a warehouse manager. <laughs> so hilarious. I know. know. And at 19, I was a real estate developer. And, you know, in my yeah. 30s and 40s, I was a corporate executive for a Fortune 500 company. And now I'm doing this. And I'm like, good God, you know, you're telling some kid, here's your limitation. This yes. is it. You're going to manage a warehouse. Go live your life. And I, I remember being in the eighth grade thinking, that's fucking bullshit. I'm not going to do that. I don't want to manage it. I don't even like going to a warehouse. I'm certainly not going to manage one. I like, I like pretty spaces. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's even the idea now of having a job. It's like we're really not meant to have jobs unless that's your total bliss and passion. You're meant to be so much more than that, not limited by any. Well, we're freedom seeking beings, and the very idea of, you know, jobs are going to take your freedom away. And you can give up that power if you want. But yeah, you're clocking in, clocking out, behaving in, in the way that you're told to behave by somebody else. And that's never set right with me. No, me neither. I've never really had a job out of high school. Since then, I've always worked yeah, for myself. I, I did. I got. I fell into that corporate thing, and that's why I was so miserable. I, I was started making a lot of money, and I really manifested money through a job. 
And then I got into a belief system myself that I needed that job to make all this money. Sure. And once I jumped out of the airplane and, and I haven't had a paycheck now in, in years and yet I have everything that I want. Yeah. And somebody, um, when I hit that, that financial snag that I had, that was big. I mean, it was like zero money to my name. It was crazy. And I remember I had a headhunter headhunt me for a half million dollar a year job. And I told her I would rather live in a cardboard box under a bridge than go work for somebody else again. Thank you very much. And she yeah. was away. Yeah. Oh my God, I want to follow your teachings. Where's your book? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like, it really is like the matrix where people are believing they have to go to work and they have to do some job and they have to get money that way and they can't get money another way. And I'm encountering all these people who really could be spiritual leaders and teachers on their own or do whatever thrills them. And a lot of people are moving in that direction. Yet there is this thing about how money and abundance is attracted. And if you're programmed that it's only attracted by a job, it's going to be really tough, really tough. Yeah. You know, I lived, um, I, I lived in San Francisco a couple of years ago and I moved into this, this luxury high rise building the cheapest apartment there, I think it was over 4,000 a month for a closet of studio. And it was full of millennials. I was really old in that building. And they were all, you know, working on startups and, and doing their own thing and entrepreneurial. And I, I think that the younger generations are, are, they're getting it. They're born up to speed with the now thinking and more and more generations are going to be entrepreneurial. And, and none of them want to go work at some job where they're told what to do all day. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing. And the world is really going to progress to that. Yes, absolutely it is. People in our generation are worried about AI taking over the all the jobs. And I'm like, yes, a hundred years from now, they'll look back and they'll go, what, you mean somebody drove a truck? You know, And yeah. if that's your passion, I mean, I can see how that's a passion for a lot of people. But if it's not your passion, that's a very hard job. I wouldn't want to do it. And, and you could go on to be so much more than, you know, than whatever it is you're yeah, doing. I was going to say, we should apologize to the warehouse managers and the truck drivers out there. If that's what you want to do, absolutely. And there's but no judgment it, around any of that stuff. I just made it very clear that, you know, they, they tried to put me in a box that I didn't want to be in, that I knew I was capable of doing something very different than that. I guess I should put that out there as well. And I'm not saying that um, we're not constantly up against fear. We're facing fear all the time. When you're living this life of creating your own reality, and moving on inspiration, you have to push past fear. Fear will always come up and you've got to push past the fear and do whatever you do. You know, this, the universe will give you everything you need to do whatever you need to do. But if you're not doing anything, it's not going to give it to you. You have to push past that comfort zone. And, you know, it's we're programmed. Right, though. That's where I am now is it's yeah. a high to, to kind of let myself wind down a little bit and take that ride back up the spiral as a high. And it's such a high to just let, let things kind of unravel a little bit because I trust the universe so much to pull it all back together now. Yeah. And, you know, I had to build that over time myself. Well, we had to get unprogrammed because we're programmed to uh, look before you leap. And now I'm leaping with the faith that I'll get everything I need to make that leap. I'm just leaping. I'm still stopping myself from some things, but generally I'm really leaping a lot and there's a lot of fear to that. And I'm just processing that. Is that fear real? Or are you going to die because of this? You're afraid. Yeah. It's exhilarating. You know, exactly. And you never know where things are coming from. You can't know, you know, 
I never knew the boot camp was going to be created before I created it. Oh, I didn't either. I'd never forget. I, I thought boot camp, online <laughs> course. No, 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 no. Now that I do it, I'll never not do it. I love it. I love the results and the, and the interacting and the coaching. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's just an amazing tool to help people improve their lives. And, and it's, it's, I, I intend to do it forever now. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't know. When I quit my job, I had the unpublished book and a podcast. Yeah. You know how much money you make off of those things? Nothing. <laughs> You know, it's but the you were the one who said it to me. I think is that all the books, the podcasts, the videos, whatever you're getting information from, that's passive, and the boot camp is this active process that you're actually engaged in, and that's how you change. Right. You know, only so time much and tools and, and accountability. You need all that stuff. To we all do the other people you go through it with. You know the the part of this co-creative environment and doing this actual work, you know. All right, last paragraph here. You, this is true of everyone, this next statement. You are a limitless and magnificent being of pure positive love and acceptance. This is the authentic version of you. You are powerful beyond your imagination. This can be, uh, you can have, be, and do anything you want in this reality. However, as you resist what is happening, to, um, what is happening you limit yourself. Without your self-imposed limitations, your limitless nature would come forth. This is what you truly want. You want to align with the love energy of the universe. In this, you have true power. In resistance, you have little power. Learn to accept yourself, accept all others, and accept the conditions. The more acceptance you exude, the more you live in love. Living in love is energetic. Living in fear is emotionally draining. Learn to live in love by seeking the higher perspective. By analyzing your fears, by processing your limiting beliefs, and by seeing that everything that comes to you is for you. If you can do this, you will ease the resistance and maintain your alignment. This is the true power you seek. This is what you intended prior to your birth. This is how you maintain the energy that creates worlds. With our love, we are Joshua. That's how you do it. That's how you build up that, that emotional energy throughout the day. And it's, it's not happening overnight. It's a process, and you build momentum towards that process. Everyone is moving from fear to love in some way. Some are doing it intentionally, and uh, those of you who are listening to this podcast are, are understanding how to learn live more in love than in fear. And in love, that's where all the energy is. Awesome. Okay, so let's go on to see what the stream has to say. So the stream says, we will begin with sharing that it is not possible for you to stay in high vibration all times. Your vibe is impacted by polarity and you will move up and down a virtual vibrational spiral moving between positive and negative. Your focused thoughts also greatly impact this movement. You can clean things up in your vibration and allow yourself to be up most of the time. This has enormous benefits since your up to spiral time is your positive creation time, when you create the things that you want. By contrast, your down the spiral time is when you are creating your obstacles. It's important to note that your obstacles serve the great purpose of being the launch pad of your next new creation. Your obstacles allow you to discern a preference towards something you'd rather have in place of the obstacle. Look around you, all creation is a response to a former perceived problem. This is the process of universal creation. Yeah. So and it's not fearing going down the spiral and not fearing the obstacle. 
actually allows you to, to experience less of it and to move up the spiral quicker when an obstacle presents itself. We're all that, that, that love connection, that up the spiral, whatever you want to call it, that's your source connection. And that's where the answers are to everything. So you got to get up there. Yeah. So um, this is a cool system. When you're down the spiral, you're creating your obstacles. Overcoming those obstacles are going to create your path up the spiral again. And in up the spiral, you're creating what you truly want, which is the life you intended to live prior to your birth, understanding who you really are. But when you're not understanding who you really are and you're looking at yourself with confusion, believe perceiving that you're not enough or not worthy or what that is, you're going to go down the spiral, you're going to create something, you're going to overcome that obstacle, and you're going to see your value, your worthiness from another perspective, from a higher, and you're going to expand. So there is no wrong in any of this, but I think we're both teaching here that being up the spiral, being in alignment, is where your true power comes because that's where you get the inspiration that will lead you to the life you intended to live. So I'll, I'll go on with what this stream had to say. Your desire to remain up more often is achievable. You must reduce or eliminate the things that trigger you down. These include detuning limiting beliefs and transgressors, the unwanted people, circumstance, and events from your life, past or present. You also need to look at your diet and exercise. We talked about that. Yeah. The better condition your body is in, the more up you will be. Your body is a reflection of your vibration, how you feel about you, and a positive vibration will lead to a better looking and feeling body. Exercise and a healthier diet will provide more energy, and this energy will enable you to focus your way up the spiral and ease. So we kind of talked about all of that already, but it's just, you know, that's the thing that we do in the Taya practice is we, we do go back and clean up past transgressors because there are things from our, especially early childhood, that are little triggers for us. And anything that can trigger us down the spiral, we want to detune that stuff through a process of appreciation. And, and once you come to fully appreciate your transgressors, they're no longer triggers for you. They yeah. serve you. And you, when you understand how they served you and served your expansion, you can then show appreciation for them. Yeah. If you look back in your life and you think anything was wrong about it, you're denying the fact that those things that happened perfectly to lead you here. And, you know, a lot of us say, well, if my mother loved me more, if my father loved me more, then I would, I, you know, I would have a better life. Well, that's an assumption that you cannot know. And in fact, you needed the limiting beliefs that you adopted as a child to launch you on this trajectory to find your way here. The tricky part I find comes, and I think that almost everyone in the boot camp has been able to completely accept every aspect of their past, except, and that's including breaking up of relationships and losing jobs and even health problems. It's, it's just that um, any kind of abuse is really hard. And when people's parents die early, you know, or something happens to them, it's like those two things, the abuse and your parents dying early, those really cause feelings of unworthiness that are hard to let go of. Um, and it's hard to see those, how could it be right that my dad died when I was 10, you know, that's yeah. a hard thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, that's, was my life experience. My father disappeared when I was, he didn't die. He disappeared and just moved out. Didn't bother to 
tell my brother and I, my, left it to my mother. Yeah. The, my mother's way of handling that was your father left me for a whore. He yeah. doesn't love you. <laughs> yeah. Never did. And, and by the way, I never wanted you either is what eventually came out of all that. And, you know, it was very painful. How old were you? Uh, six. Ugh, that's going to be tough. Uh, yeah, I was, see, I was really tough. You know, I came home one day and my father was just gone. And, and you know, he ended up back in our lives in a limited way. Uh, but, you know, I, up until six, I had a mother and a father and two little dogs. And we lived in the suburbs in a three-bedroom house. And then all of a sudden, one day, all that just got ripped out from under me. My father left. My mother sold the house. She gave our dogs away without telling us, moved us back to, she did everything wrong. You know? <laughs> us, I know there's no right or wrong, but by God, she really, you know, handled it a bad way. Moved us to our hometown in this little apartment where we were then like the poor trash of the family because her family was all upper middle class and we were the embarrassment. They didn't have the money. Plus she was divorced, which was embarrassing to them. And, and we were, you know, the, the hand-me-down kids and in the yeah. family. And it was a rough upbringing. And my mother just went, that shit after that and you know told me she never wanted me she never wanted to have kids she never wanted to marry my father then by the time I was a teenager and I was giving her a lot of trouble she told me to kill myself and then when I got into my early 20s we kind of became friends because I started buying stuff for her because uh -huh. I started making money and I had more money than she did and I would take care of her but yeah. then I told her I was gay and she never spoke to me again for the rest of her life ah years done so I had all of that. And now I tell that story to people like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I thought I say, no, 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 no. Best things that ever happened to me because I am who I am today because I lived all that shit. And it was shit. Yeah. Not that picture of me at 41 at 300 pounds. Yeah. I had not yet gotten out of that shit. Yeah. I was feeling unworthy and I was feeling about myself the way they taught me to feel about myself. And then I hit that, that wall where I really couldn't take it anymore. And that's when I allowed the stream to really come and flow in every way. And I realized that just having a bunch of fancy stuff and money wasn't going to ever make me happy. That changed my life big time. So yeah. I'm glad that I lived in my thirties at 300 pounds and miserable and in pain. I'm glad my mother was the nut that she was. And I'm glad my father, you know, was the disconnected father that he was all of those painful things brought me here to be the person I am today and allow me to be the teacher that I am today because I Absolutely. can identify with all kinds of pain, yeah. all kinds of depth of, of unworthiness and all that stuff, man. When you learn to take all of that and turn and love yourself, it's amazing. It is amazing. And coming from that intensity into what you're like now must be exhilarating as hell. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, I, again, I don't have any regrets and I just look so forward to the rest of however many years I've got left on earth to live as a human being in contrast yeah. Feeling this way, you know, feeling better, looking better, loving myself, being happier, attracting, you know, high vibrational people. I attract the highest vibrational people into my life now. It's just amazing. Uh, and I've got old friends that I've really disconnected with and I've tried to sort of go back and, you know, quote unquote, be the bigger person and, and try to be around. And I can't, I we can't, just, you know, they're gossiping and all this stuff. And I just like, Oh, that's so yeah. not my vibe anymore. I can't be around you. Sorry. We just did a podcast about that. One of, uh, Friends of Joshua has become a highly successful writer. Her husband's gotten this amazing job. They've suddenly become abundant beyond, you know, all their friends and all their past, uh, past. And that was their question. How come all these friends are falling away? Well, some friends can keep up with you and some friends will use you as their influence to keep up their vibration. But yeah. most people will resent that. 
Oh yeah. Most people can't, when you're really up your spiral, you know, the I understand I can be obnoxious. <laughs> I can be arrogant and, con- and super confident and egotistical yep. and, but every, I want everybody to be like that. I'm not right. superior. Right. Good God, I was a big fat ass at 41 hating myself. So if I can go from that to this and love myself this much and think that I'm amazing, yeah, inspired by that if you want or not. It's your contrast. Go we, are, contrast. we are all literally under the illusion that we're not limitless. And as, and as soon as you see through that illusion, all this unbelievable stuff happens. But everyone else... You know, all your friends, they still live in that old approach to life. They still live under the illusion that they are not limitless. You know, they're limited. They still live with their limitations. Once you drop those things away, man, it's amazing what turns around. Now, it took me, it took me, let's say, eight years to get here now. And it really started with Abraham. And then it started by Joshua coming in five and a half years ago. You know, at the, but to, then I realized my life's purpose after the boot camp was channeled, and this is my life's purpose. So now everything just makes sense to me. It's like I can see myself so clearly. I can see other people so clearly. I have, you know, look at this idea of us talking together, right? We're not afraid of our audience going out to somewhere else or any of that stuff. We're building this love because this is a fun conversation. We have none of those fears that we used to have before because we can see right through them and how, how silly they are. Instead, we're just doing what we're passionate about doing and hoping everyone else can join us in whatever form. Listening to this, reading a book, joining the boot camp, whatever they want to do, that this power that we're spreading by showing two different perspectives of one question is absolutely amazing. And it's all a result of inspiration, right? The bootcamp were inspired. These conversations are inspired. The podcast was inspired. Living, you know, as a spiritual leader and teacher, that was inspired. We got up the spiral. We're receiving the inspiration. And now all kinds of things are happening. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there was not too many years ago that I would have never imagined I'd be sitting in Palm Springs in my home office teaching what I teach, loving every minute of every day, making my living doing this and really changing people's lives and, and having so much satisfaction. I remember thinking I was stuck. I was making too much money, I thought. <laughs> too much money. I can't do it. I can't quit. I've manifested this amazing job. You know, I have a damn GED education and I'm running you know, almost a billion dollars worth of business contributing to that. And, and I stuck myself there. And, and I would have never imagined that I could, you know, do something I love, be so happy, be so abundant, impact so many people, and, and just it, it just gets better and better and better all the time. I, and I want this for everybody. Yeah. So if you're listening and you don't know how you're going to get there, use these tools that that the stream and, and, and Joshua have delivered, and you will get there. Absolutely. You just have to trust and believe and and, 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 and and work on yourself. And it is work. You know, a lot of teachers say, oh, you just, just get happy, just get happy, just get happy. We're not, we're not programmed to be chronically happy. We're programmed to chronically be in fear and behave in a certain way. So you've got to deprogram all of that shit that we're taught by society. And that takes work to deprogram that stuff, but it's worth it. Yeah. You know, we were, I was talking to someone before, and if we could take a day in your life when you're six years old and 
just watch that whole day from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep and count the number of limiting messages that you were given in one day. And then take that over the next 20 years of your life, you know, or the, or the rest of your life up till this point. It's you were bombarded with these limiting beliefs and limiting messages that you were not worthy and that you could not do everything that you wanted to do and that you had to do things like everyone else was doing. And so now you come to this podcast and these teachings and you are just starting to scratch the surface of deprogramming yourself. And you, you have to realize the momentum of all the programming up to your life so far is intense but you can reprogram yourself really quickly, actually. It's a, but it's yeah, I'm, I'm amazed at the changes. You know, I've seen people two weeks into boot camp just make major changes in their lives, and yeah. just um, you literally when you're up when you're up the spiral, you are a different person than you are when you're down. That's why when you go down, you say things that you don't mean and all that right. stuff. Of course, you meant it. You just were down the spiral, and you meant it from that perspective. And and, and we have to start realizing that all of us are like that that we are a different person up than we are when we're down. And if you're chronically down, you're going to be that, that negative, unhappy, unhealthy, you know, hot mess of a person. And if you're chronically up, your life is going to be pretty damn good. Yep. And the tools here are all designed to get us chronically up. And it's, again, it's amazing at the dramatic transformation that you make in your life in just a little bit of time doing this type of work. Yeah, even a 5% raise in your perspective or vibration or whatever that is, just a marginal raise is magnitude. You know, there's so much benefit that comes from just being in the, up the stream, up the spiral or up, uh, in alignment, just a little bit more than you usually are, things start to change big time then. Yeah, and that's why I'm very clear that Taya is a spiritual practice. Yes, it has you know, to be. You're not going to get practice. into my boot camp, and you're not going to fix yourself, and you're not, and life's not going to be perfect when you get out. It's a practice, but it, you, you do get things get better and better and better with continued practice, and then we get to a point where we're not scared of the obstacles anymore. And when the obstacles arrive, we can meet them in joy, yes. go up the spiral, solve it, let that be our next new creation, and you're just living in almost a constant state of joy because now, even when I'm DTS. And my only DTS in recent, uh, in the past several weeks has just been around this, this romantic situation. And I let myself do it. And when I'm down there, I know that, wow, I'm down here feeling this pain and, and I've created it myself. It's self-imposed. The other person's not really doing anything to me. And, and it's, it's, it's just feels amazing to be able to feel this knowing I have the tools to get out of it and knowing that no matter what the outcome is, it's going to be exactly what I want and need and everything's going to be okay. Yeah. It's just such an amazing feeling and, and dipping into the relationship question that hasn't been asked, but I'll dip into it anyway. It's just, it's such a different perspective now getting into, you know, meeting somebody that you're really into and not rushing to, I want to be in some type of formal relationship that is going to be monogamous. and I'm going to lock this person down. Yeah. That's a whole new thing for me because I've never, you know, I, I've only been in love a couple of times in my life and and, you know, each time it was sort of that traditional, okay, we're going to start seeing each other and you can't see anybody else and neither will I. And then we're going to get a piece of paper that says we're together forever. And, <laughs> you know, I've torn up two of those pieces of paper now, so I don't know if I'll bother doing that again. But, yeah. you know, it's, 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 think about how much stuff that we do in relationships that is fear-based. Oh, yeah. I've got to lock you down. You can't see anybody else. You know, we're together. We're monogamous. 
Uh, I'm going to be jealous of you if you're with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, know, you have we, to treat me right, right? You have, to, you have to show me that I'm loved all the time. Right. And I, I dipped into that with this person, like being insecure because I manifested the perfect vibrational match of a human being that I could ever imagine. And instead of saying, thank you, universe, I can't wait to see where this ride goes, I dip into my human bullshit and start thinking, got to make this happen. I got to make this work. Oh my God, That's exactly <laughs> the wrong thing to do with this dude because you know, that just made him want to go the other direction. <laughs> Thankfully, he gets all this stuff, which is why he's a perfect vibrational match. And he kind of puts up with all that shit that I've given him already in a small amount of time. So now I'm just like daily, day by day, detuning and relaxing and let it be whatever it is, trusting the universe is going to take care of it. And when I get into that zone, he calls and we talk and it's amazing. Yeah. And that's the attitude of ease and not holding on to what you think you want so much, but allowing the universe to bring you what you truly want. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Trust. Hey David, tell everyone how they can find you. Uh, you can find me at the stream of And I also have a Facebook group called law of attraction 2.0 uh, in there all the time. Uh, channeling, uh, and I talk about the Taya spiritual practice that I've created with the stream and, and everybody else that has co-created it with us. Uh, Taya stands for trusting your abundance. And it's an amazing spiritual practice, a lot like um, what Joshua teaches. We're kind of parallel here, kind of uh, doing a couple of different versions of the same thing. It's just amazing how the stream and Joshua, are, it's not repetitive. No, and, you not. know, I don't, I don't listen to Abraham and I don't listen to Joshua. I just channel the stream and teach the stream. But man, when you and I come together, there's just such in sync and such an alignment yep. that it, it still astounds me. And my vibe goes super high every time we're together. <laughs> me too. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here, everyone. Thanks for joining us again. And I hope you have a wonderful week. Join us on Joshua Live, which we do on Mondays. And you can actually be part of that group. If you go to the Friends of Joshua Facebook group, there's always a link there and you can join for free. Otherwise, we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for joining us on the Teachings of Joshua Roundtable. Remember, you are loved more than you can imagine by more than you could ever count. We'll see you next week.